Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The relationship that we've developed has uh, has meant so much to so many people and it's just an honor to be with you and it was an honor that you asked me to step over that line and i was proud to step over the line i thought you might do that i wasn't sure but i was ready to do it and i want to thank you it's been great it's been great very historic they were just saying one of the folks from the media was saying this could be a very historic moment and i guess that's what it is already it's an okay please you know there's a little mixed feeling about this that's all uh, what am I talking about? You're invited on Good Morning America, Goodbye America, Drop Dead America, Don't Live America. And then you got the Nobel Prize in Stupidity by Occasional Cortex comparing how the uh, invaders' children are being treated on the border with those Jews who died in concentration camps. So a real survivor in his 90s who lost his whole family to the Nazi bastards once are thrown out of Congress. You know, God works in strange ways. I hope to God this old Jewish guy is the final fulcrum to throw this loudmouth lunatic out of Congress. It won't happen. The country's shot. I see an election model. Well, let me read the headlines. Let me read you the headlines in the Savage Nation. Trump in North Korea. Is this a historic breakthrough or a photo op? Now, you know, you could take it one way or the other. You could say at least he got Kim Jong mentally ill to step forward or whatever and bring him out of the dark, out of the hermit kingdom. On the other hand, the Democrats are saying it legitimized a worldwide torturer, which he is. Take a look at the horrors of North Korean torture camps on michaelsavage.com with drawings that were done by people who survived these monsters. I don't know how they do it. So what is it? Is it a breakthrough or a photo op? We don't know. Isn't it better talking to him than not? Probably. Meanwhile, Iran has breached the uranium stockpile limitations, taunting Trump. What should he do next? Is it time for Israel to fire up the F-21s? Will they do it? 
well, we have to fight Israel war, Israel's war again. You know, that's a very touchy one for me. As a great supporter of the Jewish state, as a great supporter of the Jewish state, I'm kind of pissed off that Israel has us fighting for them. Now, I understand the rationale, which is that if Israel does what they have to do to survive, the whole Arab world will turn against them. But what if? If we do it, they won't? Israel has the most powerful military in the Middle East. If they don't like Iran for breaching the uranium deal because it's a, an existential threat to their existence, which it is, then go ahead, take care of business. Just go ahead and do it. What do they want us to do it for? That's how I feel about it. There's another story I want to talk about. It's an important story. It's, a, it's to do with a number of big issues. An election model created by a wo- woman who predicted the 2018 blue wave of Democrat wins in the midterms, and she was very accurate. Her model in 2018 predicted a 42-seat House Democratic pickup. The Democrats won 40. Most models did not predict such a big victory. Hers did. So her name is Rachel Bittekoffer, assistant director of the Wasson Center for Public Policy at a small college, predicted that Trump will lose the electoral college in the coming election, 297 to 197, with 270 of 538 needed to win. And she said the three key states that helped push Trump over Hillary Rotten Clinton in 2016, despite her winning the popular vote, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin will turn back to the Dems, she said. She went on and said Trump's 2016 path to the White House was the political equivalent of getting Delta Royal flush in poker. It's probably not replicable in 2020 with an agitated Democratic electorate. Are you listening to this? He said the complacent Democrats of 2016 who were convinced Trump would Trump would never be president has been replaced with the terrified Democrat electorate of 2020. And under my model, that distinction is not only important, it is everything she added. Now, that's on one hand. But listen to this. Willie Brown, who is no uh, lightweight, he controls California politics to this day. Don't, you know, don't underestimate his power. They call him former California Assembly Speaker. Willie Brown is the power broker behind the Democrats, at least in California, which is a big deal. He said no 2020 Democrat can beat Trump after he watched the debates. Bingo. He said bad news for Democrats. None of these candidates can beat Trump. Not even his ex-girlfriend, Senator Kamala Harris of California could be Trump in a race today. And she said it won't be too hard for Trump to knock that one out of the park in 2020 after he watched his former girlfriend, Harris, uh, playing against VP uh, uh, Joe Biden. So you got two views. You understand that? Two views, not one. And they're very interesting views because, again, Willie Brown, powerful Democrat, clear thinker, knows what he's doing, political master hand. And then you got this woman who does the models who predicted the 2018 blue wave, says that Trump will lose because the liberal voters are agitated and terrified. So, you know, it's anyone's guess what will happen, but it's going to be close. And uh, I thought I'd bring that to you. Now, there's another story out of Portland, Oregon, that's extremely disturbing. The mayor did nothing, the police did nothing, as a conservative writer, a Korean-American who was gay, by the way, was ripped to shreds, beaten up in the streets by the vermin in masks who call themselves Antifa. They punched him. They, they threw things at him. They threw uh, milkshakes at him with, with uh, uh, what do you call it, concrete in it. The police stand, stood down because the mayor is a psychopathic left-winger, and they did nothing, and the police are, have been hamstrung in Portland. Now, I want to talk about that for a few minutes because I am a student of history, and I'm reading a, a biography right now, 
about Ernst Rum. Strangely enough, Ernst Rum was the very rugged-looking Nazi who led the SA, the brown shirts. He was a very interesting character for a number of reasons. Number one, he was a homosexual, which you would think would have been an automatic death sentence in Nazi Germany, but it was not. Ernst Röhm was a very active macho homosexual and surrounded himself with other macho men who were also gay. And they led the fascist brown shirts in the streets of Germany. Now, what does it have to do with the Antifa vermin in the streets of Portland and everywhere else? Let me tell you something. Those who do not know their history are condemned to repeat it. So kindly do not misinterpret what I'm about to tell you. Let me explain what was going on in Germany before the brown shirts arose, just so you get it straight in your head. It's identical to what's happening right now in America in the streets. You see, the Weimar Republic that existed in Germany at that time was extremely liberal. The cities were polluted with pornography. The country was degenerating. The average German was pissed off at the uh, moral downturn of Germany. And the communists were in the streets of Germany, rioting. They were intimidating people, beating them up. They did anything they wanted, and no one could control the communists. And then along came the brown shirts, who were a reaction to the Antifa of Nazi Germany, pre-Nazi Germany. Do you follow me so far? The brown shirts were created as a counterforce to the out-of-control communist street gangs in Germany. The rest is history. I've been warning you for at least 10 years that unless the left wing is constrained by the government, and I mean quickly, we're going to have a right wing emerge in this country that you've never seen before. If you think it doesn't exist, I think you're mistaken. I think that all the seeds of a fascism are here, and it's only going to take a leader to agitate them. There is no leader for that to happen right now. Trump is not the leader of the right wing. Make no mistakes in your, in your silly little minds that Trump is some fascist. Trump is a liberal centrist. Get it clear in your head. That's who Trump is. He's a liberal centrist. He always has been. His daughter is a liberal centrist. His son-in-law is a liberal centrist. Everyone knows this. He is not the right winger that the left is painting him as because they call anyone who they disagree with a white nationalist and a Nazi. That's how irrelevant they, ha they are. If we should get more of this Antifa behavior because the government is too cowardly to control them, and believe me, the DHS should have stopped Antifa a long time ago. The Antifa groups are usually easily defined and found. DHS probably knows who they are behind their black masks, which universities they teach at, for example, and they do nothing about them. So now they beat up a guy, a Korean-American, who simply at a protest and nothing happens to anybody because the police were told to stand down by the left-wing fanatic who runs Portland. Now, on a state level, it's even worse. I saw a story about what's going on at the level of the state in Oregon. You're not going to believe it. Illegal immigrants may soon be legal drivers in Oregon. A measure expanding driving privileges to any Oregon resident, regardless of immigration status, was approved Saturday by the illegitimate state senators. Now, you've got to listen to this very carefully. I want you to listen very carefully. When this was made a ballot issue in 2014 to create a driver's card for illegal immigrants, the residents of the state of Oregon 
soundly defeated the measure. Are you ready for the rest of this story? The new bill, passed by the left-wing fanatics who are running Oregon, cannot be voted upon by residents, as the lawbreakers who are posing as lawmakers added a clause that does not allow for a citizen referendum. My headline is this, Oregon polls hijacked the state grant. Oregon polls hijacked the state. They grant driver's licenses to illegal aliens and refuse to let the voters decide. Do you have any idea that the same thing is happening in New York, Illinois, and, and, and California, where the, the citizens have been made null and void by the illegitimates running the states? Do you understand that? And that if we do pass a referendum or a ballot issue, they find a stinking judge who should be in prison, as they did with the Judge Felton Henderson, who stole our vote on 209, and they nullify our vote. They are setting the seeds for a revolution in this country, as sure as my name is Michael Savage. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. If you missed the opening, I'm sorry you're late for class. I'm not catching you up. You know, you're almost going to, your finals are almost here. We're approaching the 15th of June. It's the end of the year. And you're going to get your final exam. And if you miss one show, you know, you're liable to miss that question on your exam. So I can't catch you up. Trump in North Korea, is this a historic breakthrough or photo op? Should Trump get the Nobel Prize? The election model predicts Trump loses 2020. Holocaust survivor says occasional cortex should be thrown out of Congress. Conservative Asian journalist gets beaten up by Antifa. Cops do nothing in Oregon. The rise of fascism in Germany was discussed in passing. No one could do what I do. Nobody in the history of radio before me or nobody after me will ever be able to do what I did in this opening, ever. Do you know how hard it is to do what I did? Why am I saying it to you? Because I want you to appreciate what you are listening to. And don't dismiss it. Do you know anybody else in the entire media, television or radio, making $100 million a year, I don't care what they're making, who could combine a biography of Ernst Röhm with what went on in Oregon and make sense out of it? There's nobody who could do it. And then throw in some old rock and roll while eating a piece of chicken during the break. It's impossible. Nobody but me. When God made me, he broke the mold. So you ought to appreciate what you have as long as you can still have it. You know, it doesn't matter to me whether anyone in the radio business appreciates what I do. What matters is that my audience appreciates my alacrity and my sincerity and my integrity. Alacrity, sincerity, and integrity. Go find it somewhere else. See if you can find it. So what do you think? 855-407-282. San Francisco, Steve, line four. Fire away, you're on the Savage Nation. Uh, thank you. First of all, I don't believe anything Willie Brown says or anything Willie Brown writes. I think that uh, he's simply saying what he is. He really got the Democratic base fired up, get him to work a little harder. Oh, so he's saying that they can't win after watching the debates because he wants them to vote. Exactly. This is just putting a little match under the fire and trying to get these people fired up to, to work a little harder. And the second point I want to make is... Well, with all the illegal aliens in the city, I don't think he has to worry about the vote in California between him and the governor working around the clock to legitimize the illegitimate uh, voter. I mean, what do they got to worry about? I'm surprised that the governor in the state of California doesn't nullify the votes of the taxpayer and say that they've had their time, uh, they've enjoyed the vote for enough years, and it's time for them not to vote for two elections. Uh, what would we do? Say, well, okay, that makes sense. 
All right, thanks for the call. Right. Oregon, Dave, line three, go ahead. Talk about the fascists in your state of Oregon who the governor seems to love. The fascist governor in the state of Oregon, the one that wants to make us a sanctuary state, the one that gives driver's licenses to all illegals, next we'll be paying for the car insurance. I don't know. The voting... But the citizens of the state of Oregon voted down a measure to give licenses to the illegal aliens, and now these vermin who run your state had the nerve to uh, to take a vote in the House and vote 17 to 10 to give... Uh, driver's licenses to illegal aliens, and there's a, a kicker in it which says the bill cannot be voted upon by residents. If that is not the hijacking of a state, I'd like to know what is. And I want to know why the federal government doesn't intervene and arrest them. I'd like to know why the FBI doesn't kick indoors in the Oregon State Legislature and arrest these people who say the citizens should drop dead and they can't vote. How much can we take in this garbage? Savage. Now on to other topics of the day. Now, the media is the problem in America, as you well know. The media is egging on the worst element, the worst element and the worst instincts of human beings. Those nice men, you know, in the nice suits and the nice ties who make five to 12 million dollars a year. You know, those nice girls in those nice skirts who look like the girl next door, but they're not. They are the ones who glorify the worst and lowest common denominator of our society. If they are the lowest, they are raised to the highest. If they are the most violent, they are posed as saviors of America by the vermin in the media, whether it be Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, you name it. But the worst of all of them is the man who runs CNN. And I don't know that you don't understand how people don't understand that there's a limit to freedom of speech. If a man who runs a network specializes in fomenting hatred and violence, as this character does who runs CNN, I want to know why the government shouldn't step in and arrest him. I know those are powerful words. I know you're saying you're calling for censorship. Well, there was censorship in America for a long period of time, and it kept violence and filth out of the movie theaters, and it was a better America when you didn't see violence and filth in the movie theaters. Because an FBI director named... J. Edgar Hoover prohibited Hollywood from glorifying the lowest scum of the earth. Now you have Jeff Zucker glorifying the lowest scum of the earth on a daily basis. And we don't need censorship? Well, think about what it means. What's a government's job? A government's job is to protect the people. Is that right? Even protecting the people from themselves. A government should stop pornography. A government should stop the broadcast of violence and a broadcast of absolute lies. That's what a government should do. But then again, I'm only a talk show host. I have no authority and no power. I only have my opinions and my God-given ability to express them. So let me play for you now a little montage of the media's history of supporting the violent street vermin called Antifa in clip five. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, Yes, but in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. 
They are strictly principled anti-fascists. And what they see in the Trump administration and what they see happening in this country, they see, they see the neo-fascism that we see. And they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there you stupid um, fighting. Moron, you. Listen, there's... You know, no Listen to me, Don Lemon. If you I think that a lot of people recognize that when pushed, self-defense is a legitimate response to white supremacist and neo-Nazi violence. The problem people? is to equate the violence in reaction against bigotry with the bigotry itself is to misunderstand the fact that when you go to cancer go to treatment, hell, you the radiation you. is Shut up. treatment. So these are the new Nazis of our time. They're wearing nice suits and ties. They're wearing clean dresses. And inside, they're as rotten as Dracula's grandmother. They're promoting the violence that you're seeing in the streets of America by supporting the most violent street thugs America has seen in its entire history since the Ku Klux Klan, and that is Antifa. Antifa is the Ku Klux Klan of today. Do you know that? Catch up with the times. Did you hear what I just said? Antifa is the nascent Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan of today. And if they are not stopped by DHS and the FBI... They will start killing people. That's correct. And yet who supports them? Chris Cuomo, Don Lemonade, and the other characters that work for the shady character who runs CNN. It's that simple. But there's other stuff that we can talk about. Many, many other things. And the Kim Jong-un thing. Kim Jong-un. Let's hear from the American-Korean journalist who was beaten by Antifa in Portland while police stood there doing nothing. Listen to clip six. I just got beat up by the crowd, no police at all, um, in the middle of the street, and they stole my GoPro, and they punched me several times in my face, and my head, I'm bleeding. Um, where the hell were all of you? Can, can you talk to me? Yeah, where the hell were you? you know your name? My name's Andy Ngo. You know where you're at? I had been assaulted twice earlier today and reported it to hey, your colleagues. Hey, we, and nothing was done. Andy, I'd, I'd like and to help you. And I was in right the middle of the street in the front documenting I'd, this. I'd like to help you. Can, can you tell me? Can you tell they me where stole you are? my evidence. They told, stole my GoPro. Andy Go is a conservative journalist who's also gay and he's a Korean. He was beaten by the cowards in black suits and black masks, most of whom probably work at Portland State University or God knows where they go back after they do these things. The cops stood by and did nothing, absolutely nothing. So there's a revolution brewing in the United States of America, and it's a one-way revolution right now, where the left-wing fascists are in control of this country on the streets. And they do so, they justify this under the guise that Trump is a fascist. Let me remind you of something. If Trump were what they say he is, they would be in prison, all of them. Do you understand what I just said? If Trump was what they're lying in saying he is, they wouldn't be in the streets speaking. They would be arrested. But you see how it works, how propaganda, how powerful it is when you have Jeff Zucker in your pocket. You can twist reality itself by changing the language and justify almost anything that you do. Now there's the issue of free health care for illegal aliens. Free health care for illegal aliens. Did you hear me? Free health care for illegal aliens. The head of the DNC, which is a criminal organization, in my opinion, is a man named Tom Perez, who has a tremendous pedigree of racism. 
Tom Perez ran the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Justice Department under the racist Barack Hussein Obama. Now, why do I use such an incendiary term calling Barack Hussein Obama a racist? You want to go back to the beginning of his reign? Do you want to remember what he did to the police when he started as president and how it led to the murder of police across America? Because with a wink and a nod, he said the police are fascist, and therefore he unleashed the mobs on the police? Well, Tom Perez is worse than Obama. Tom Perez has the nerve to say that giving free health care to illegal aliens is not a handout. I want you to listen to the soundbite, which I think we have on the Savage Nation. If we have it, go. Yeah, here it is. Clip 11. Democrats believe that you should be able to buy into a health insurance system. That's not a handout. We're in a different era. I believe that what we're doing right now is the right thing to do. I live in a community right now where if you are a pregnant woman and you are undocumented, uh, we provide you with access to health care because we believe that having good prenatal care is an essential health care issue. Are you kidding me? Do you understand how crazy these people are, how they justify anything that they do under the guise of doing good? Be careful. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's all I can say to you. That's all I can say to you about this. I believe that they have declared war against the middle class in this country. I know they've declared war against this, the middle class in this country, particularly white middle class taxpayers. I know that the, the liberals, if you want to call them that, are not liberals by any definition. They are the neo-fascists of our time under the guise of being liberals, whether they're Tom Perez in a business suit or the college teacher who puts on a black mask and beats someone up in the street uh, and then runs back to his little cubicle at Portland State. They are the new fascists of our time, and this is a war, and they have thrown the first stone. Whether the stone is going to come back at them is another question. We don't know what's going to happen, but I am begging DHS and the FBI, all of the agencies that we pay so much for, to not worry so much about terrorism from abroad when we have domestic terrorism right in our own streets. That's all I can say to you. Robert in Georgia on line seven. Fire away. You're on the Savage Nation. How you doing, Dr. Savage? Uh, again, uh, appreciate your show. I did my homework today before the show. I just wanted to uh, bring out uh, what I came across. I looked at the Communist uh, USA website, and their platform is identical to the Democratic platform. Uh, yes, DNC and CPUSA are one and the same today. Yes, sir. And I, I think. Now, do you think that the average American is going to know this when the election comes around, that the DNC has become the Communist Party USA? Well, it's a bigger question, Robert, which is, will they care? Are the American people so drugged and so sick in the head that they don't care anymore? Let me send you a free copy of A Savage Life. I don't say it has the answers because it's really a personal sort of uh, journey in there. My journey from poor immigrant son in New York City to media star. It's a great book. It's a lovely read. I want to ask you something. Has anyone gone into a bookstore and looked for this book and found it not there? I had a report that Barnes & Noble is not carrying this book after six or seven bestsellers in a row for some reason. Has anybody had a, tr a difficult time finding a savage life in any of the bookstores out there? Uh, if so, please tell the clerk that Michael Savage is a best-selling author six in a row and that you'd like to buy the book. When I come back, I will cover the rest of these stories, Trump and North Korea. 
Iran breaches uranium stockpile deal. Holocaust survivors says occasional cortex should be dismissed and thrown out of Congress. Conservative Asian journalist gets beaten by Antifa cops stand down. And the rise of fascism in Germany, identical to the rise of the left-wing fascists in America. Savage. This is the Savage Nation. I remember being 15 with a crew cut. Well, it wasn't crew cut. It was a different kind of haircut. Remember how lonely you were at 15? Was anyone else lonely at 15? Or was I the only lonely kid on the earth? Every 15-year-old thinks that they're the only one who's lonely, right? Robert, were you lonely now? You were probably popular. I was popular but lonely anyway. Even when I went on a date, I was lonely. Now, I want to talk about a serious topic, which is North Korea. My, my, one of my producers worked with me for 15 years, Doug Lynn. He's Korean-American. And he has a view on it. And Jim Verde is another producer whose uncle's remains are still in North Korea. And uh, he was killed in North Korea. And his great-grandmother died of a broken heart because she couldn't get his remains home. And Jim says one of my aunts used every means she could think of to get him home uh, so that he could be buried here. But North Korea would not even send back body parts. Jim says he has a box of this man's uh, personal effects given to him by his aunt. Jim says that they're his glasses, a baseball cap, the man's baseball cleats, and a few other items he left behind before he was drafted into the Korean War. That's all they have left of him. And he'd love to get the, the body parts back from that monster. Doug says Korea is a very tricky subject for him because his mother is from Pyongyang and had to flee in the middle of the night with just the clothes on her back to the south. Very much unlike occasional Cortex, who probably never ha- had to flee out of Macy's out of a changing room. But Doug says, we hope that some of her family is still alive in North Korea. So the peace talks that Trump is talking about made him happy at first. But he said, then the cynical side clicks in and he says, well, what's in it for North Korea? What is Trump getting out of this? And he says, my mother witnessed most of the male side of the family executed in North Korea when they would not pledge their loyalty to the North. And the survivors fled that night knowing that their farm and houses were going to be burned to the ground the following day. Are you leftist scumbags listening to this? Do you know what real terror is? He says, I have hope that these talks are real, and we will see a united Korea once again. After all the suffering since before World War II, he said, but I'm afraid the cynical side of me is winning, and I'm looking at just another photo up coming out of Korea. So it's a tricky subject. I guess it's better to talk to a maniac like that than not, but then look what happened when the West talked to Hitler. He invaded the next day. Remember when uh, when the, the British parliamentarian came back, Neville Chamberlain, and said, I have a piece of paper in my hand from Herr Hitler, from President Hitler, and peace is at hand. We will never go war, to war again with Germany. What happened right thereafter? Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia or Poland. I am not convinced that catering to demagogues or Hitler-like people like Kim Jong-un is going to yield anything but a benefit to him. Meanwhile, the people are dying in the concentration camps, the real ones, that occasional cortex ought to visit before she opens up her big horse mouth. This is the Savage Nation. And pick up a copy of A Savage Life. The Westwood One Podcast Network.